Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Despite seeing a rally in the beginning of the year for Asian markets boosted by the faster-than-expected reopening of China, it seems like that rally has fizzled out. Volatility is back, and it's creating uncertainty on the direction of markets for the rest of the year. But what about in terms of fixed income and currencies? How are they faring in the current market condition? Where do the opportunities now lie? Well, joining us on the phone today, is Carol Lai, who's Associate Portfolio Manager and Senior Research Analyst at Brandywine Global Investment Management. Carol, welcome to the show. Hi, Hongbin. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for joining us today. Okay, so let's kick off with, you know, how Asian markets, they kicked off the year very strong, but it wasn't able to keep up with that momentum back in February. How would you describe the current market at the moment? And we're, I mean, we're halfway through this month. Yes, um, indeed, you are right, Hoping. I mean, um, Asian markets came in this year with a bang. Mm. That has really been due to two factors. The first was the optimism and Chinese recovery, mm. which you mentioned earlier. The second factor uh, was that, in fact, in the fourth quarter of last year, mm-hmm. we saw inflation in the United States coming off, mm-hmm. uh, which led to a revision down in the pace of the Federal Reserve, the Fed rate hike. However, since Chinese New Year, um, expectations over China's recovery has been revised downwards. Mm. Now, on the U.S. side, um, since February, um, economic data surrounding employment, retail sales, core inflation have been stronger. Mm. So the Fed rate hikes have indeed been revised up. Now, the recent issues over the past week with regional banks in the U.S. Mm. is also causing volatility. In, okay. in the Asian markets. And as you mentioned, China has been one of the main movers for Asian markets in the beginning of the year. And with, you know, some of the data this week from China giving us a picture of the economic growth uh, the country saw in the first quarter, how are Asian markets reacting to this? Right, Chinese data actually has been coming in better so mm. far. Reopening indicators that we track across China have been improving. For example, in travel, we do see more of the tra- Chinese traveling out. Uh, consumption has been picking up. Uh, the households are feeling better with their finances as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I think, uh, of importance is in the property market. We are starting to see sales pick up uh, mm-hmm. in the property market, uh, which is a good sign. Mm. And just this morning, China released their retail sales right. and fixed asset investment numbers. Now, these are confirming that China is on the road to recovery. So with the improving China data and calmer uh, U.S. markets, uh, Asian markets across equities and and currencies are are currently doing better today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So what are some of the prospects for Asian stocks in the coming year and what risks do investors need to be aware of when investing in these securities? Right. Well, Asian stocks could still obviously benefit from the um, China recovery play mm-hmm. and the weaker U.S. dollar. Um, Asian companies are largely exporters, you know, with uh, linkages to China, domestic demand, so an improvement there helps. Um, there are, however, risks uh, animating from global events, uh, which we have been seeing, and market volatility. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And I also want to talk about fixed income as well. Mm. Uh, we saw inflation data overnight from the U.S. released. What are some fixed income opportunities that could... You you know, benefit from the Fed's fight against inflation. Right. The, the, the fixed income sector over the past two years had the worst performance in mm-hmm. years, I think, in the, in the past 30 years mm. due to the rise in global yields. 
But now with the Fed having raised rates, uh, we are excited. We are excited mm. because income is coming back in okay. the place. Now, uh, we at Branding One, we have an income fund which invests globally across you know, global government bonds, investment grade corporates, higher corporates and mortgages. And we are seeing income at about you know, 6 to 7% annual. Mm-hmm. You know, with volatility in the stock market then, how are bond exchange traded funds or ETFs performing in the current market? And what benefits do they offer for investors? Right, over the past year, because of the Fed raising rates, thereby tightening liquidity, um, both equities and bonds didn't do too well. Mm. Uh, but this time, the, the Fed has raised rates to a point where the US Treasury yield curve has actually inverted such that it is now more extreme than what we are seeing in past business cycles. Mm-hmm. Now, a yield curve inversion always signals that there's too much tightening and a recession happens, you know, a year or so after. But one can never time a recession or crisis, right? Mm-hmm. So, a tight and a tightening monetary cycle often ends abruptly when something breaks, the financial crisis is triggered. Mm -hmm. So although bonds sold off over the last two years and and was not a diversifier, Mm -hmm. um, this adding bonds uh, can be a balance to an investment portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, with um, current market volatility and interest rate risk, um, active fund managers are able to help navigate volatility and hedge up risk more efficiently. Okay, okay. And I mean, you know, there's this whole uncertainty about whether or not interest rates will ease in the U.S. So what what are the implications of rising interest rates for bond investors and how can they mitigate the risks associated with these changes? Right. In, indeed, rising interest rates means um, a, a bond loss, a, a price loss for bond investors. Mm-hmm. And that precisely has been happening over the last two years. Being invested, uh, however, being invested in, in an active bond fund that's able to be underweight or short bonds can mitigate the uh, interest rate risk. Uh, we do feel that a lot of, you know, rate tightening has taken place. The Fed has raised rates by 450 basis points in a short span of one year. We are seeing inflation slow, uh, slow off. Um, mm-hmm. Issues have appeared in the banking sector. Um, going forward, bank credit is likely to slow further. So the, the Fed is nearer to a pause, mm-hmm. um, to be frank, than to, uh, to raise rates mm-hmm. more aggressively. Okay, so I want to move on to currencies now. You know, the US dollar, it seemed to be surging once again on the back of signs that rising interest rates are here to stay for longer. How are regional currencies faring? Asian regional currencies have, to be frank, have been underperforming. Mm. Look at the Korean one, the most volatile, uh, the Japanese yen, the Thai baht, you know, they, they have been the most affected due to the stronger correlation uh, to U.S. interest rates, right? And also when, when you know, expectations of China's uh, growth was, you know, the reopening has been revised down, um, these currencies didn't do too well. But as with earlier pointers, I think our, our view is mm-hmm. for a weaker dollar uh, as, as the Fed nears their terminal rate. Mm. So also, um, Asian currencies should and, and will benefit from China's reopening and tourism as that, you know, slowly comes back to life again. Okay, <laughs> okay. So I also want to talk about the Sing dollar. You know, Sing mm. dollar was one currency that, you know, remained resilient against the King dollar last year. Is it still <laughs> resilient at the moment or has it lost its shine? That's right. The, the Sing dollar was mm. facing higher inflation, as we all know, living in Singapore mm-hmm. here. And, and we know, you know, our monetary policy is conducted by mm. managing the currency. So obviously, MES has no choice but to keep a stronger currency to fight inflation. Mm. Um, I think so far this year, the Sing dollar has been, you know, somewhat resilient compared to other Asian currencies when you compare it to current mm-hmm. one. 
measuring it. Mm. Um, going forward, uh, given our view that the U.S. dollar has peaked last year, mm-hmm. uh, and given the kind of growth and interest rate differentials, um, that's with you know the China recovery story playing out and the Fed nearing towards the peak of their terminal rates, mm-hmm. um, that should help the Sing dollar to outperform over a period of time. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Carol, for joining me today. Thank you, Hongbin. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Carol Lai, who's the Associate Portfolio Manager at Sen- and Senior Research Analyst at Brandywine Global Investment Management. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.